Good morning. We are at the Mishnah at the bottom of Nun Zion Mavet, B7B. Today we'll talk about how the Tchum of 2000 Amos is actually measured and determined. The only measure with a rope of 50 Amos, not more and not less. The Gemara will also explain what this rope is made out of, which has to be 50 Amos long, not more and not less. And the reason for having a fixed length is so that it will always be measured consistently when you use ropes of different lengths and when you pull them taut or let them sag, you end up with different lengths and inconsistent measurements. You only measure opposite your heart, meaning the, the two people holding the ends of the ropes hold the ropes at their heart level, at their chest level, not one at his head and one at his feet or any other combination. Again, so that you get consistent measurement, we're assuming that the two people are roughly the same height, so that their hearts are the same height, and they'll hold the rope parallel to the earth. If a person's measuring and he reaches a crevice or a mound, a gader means a fence, but here it means a fence which collapsed, a stone dirt fence that collapsed and turned into a mound, he swallows it up and returns to the place that he was measuring. As we'll see, returning to the place that he was measuring means he goes around it, as in picture 70 in the parish high. So you have this deep crevice. You cannot measure across it because it's more than 50 almost across it when you're measuring in a straight line. They show measuring from the wall of the city, and they've measured out some distance, and then they came to a crevice, and the crevice is more than 50 feet wide, so they can't get the rope across it. So you walk perpendicular to the direction you were measuring in until the place where the crevice is less than 50 feet wide. You measure there and keep going in a straight line from there until you're able to turn back perpendicular to the direction you're measuring in to get back to the line you started in. And that's what it means to swallow it up and return to your measure. Just so you know, you said 50 feet a couple of times and you meant to force 50 almost. If I said 50 feet, I meant 50 almost. Correct. The Mishnah continues, turning onto as long as he does not go outside of the Tchum. Rashi actually gives two interpretations of not going outside the Tchum. The first one is, as in picture 71, it means as long as the entire crevice will be within the Tchum, if you would measure to the, from the city to the edge of the crevice or canyon or crater and then turn perpendicular to it until a place where you can cross it with a rope of 50 amos, and then you would measure there and the Tchum would end in the middle of the crevice, we do not tell you to measure there and then use a sight line to get back to the line you are in where the crevice, where the 2000 almost ends. We don't allow you to do that. In that case, we would tell you you should go down the side of the crevice and measure actual distance. That's Rashi's first explanation. Rashi's second explanation is that when you turn to go perpendicular to the direction that you were measuring in, 
you may not go more than 2,000 amos beyond the, the edge of the city. Let's say you were measuring north and you came to a crevice, and so you want to turn west to go around it. You may not go beyond 2,000 amos to the west of the city to get to a point where the crevice is less than 50 amos wide. And the reason for that is, we'll see towards the end of the da, that if you go outside of the tchum to measure the tchum, somebody who sees you measuring it will think the tchum goes until here. Because they'll say, I remember seeing the tchum measuring crew here. It must be inside the tchum. So as in picture 72, you were measuring north, and now you have to turn 90 degrees to the west to get around the crevice. If you would go more than 2,000 almost west of the city, to get to a point where the crevice is less than 50 almost wide, somebody will see you there and will think, oh, this must be inside the home because I see the home measuring crew here, and therefore you're not allowed to do it. You may know your whole havliya if you cannot swallow it up. The regarding this, Rabbi Dostai Baryanai said in the name of Rabbi Meir, I've heard that you pierce the mountain. Rashi says, that it means we view it as if the mountain is pierced and we're measuring through it. And the way you do it is by taking a rope that's four almost long rather than 50 almost and measuring like steps up the mountain or down the cliff, down, down the crevice to get a, an actual measurement. In, in any event, you do not measure straight down the slope. You're still measuring in a straight line. That's called piercing the mountain to try to get an accurate measurement of what the distance through the mountain or across the crevice is. Mara says, Minani Mili, from where do we know this? That is, from where do we know that you should use a rope of 50 amos? From this language, one could think it's a deraisa. However, Tolman is only drabanan, as Mara will say at the end of the stop, so it doesn't I mean, literally, from where do you know it? It's an asmachta. Minami mili, from where do we know this? Amar of Yudah Marav. Rav Yudah said that Rav said, Damar Kra, because the Pasuk says, Orech chatzer me'av ama v'rochav chamishim v'chamishim. The length of the chatzer of the Mishkan was 100 amos, and the width was 50 by 50. Amrat Rav, v'chevel shal chamishim v'amamadod. The Torah is telling you, by repeating the word 50, it's telling you to... You use a rope of 50 amos, where ass, I mean, but we already use that for something else. The tol chamishim will sabeb chamishim to tell us that a karpef is 5,000 square amos and that you measure it as a square by taking 50 amos and dividing it into little segments and circling it around the other 50 amos square. We talked about whether a karpef is a square or a rectangle. We used it over there. Tomorrow says, in Kain, Lemakra, Hamishim, Hamishim. For that, the Torah could have said 50 50. My Hamishim, Bachamishim, why 50 by 50? Shmat Minatarti. So it's telling us two things. It's telling us that we should use a rope of 50 almost measure the form, and it's telling us how to measure a carpet. In both cases, those halakos are drabanan, and we're using it as an asmachta. It seems that the Mara is careful even when just darshaning an asmachta, meaning a, a support for a drabanan law to follow rules of drashos, not to use something twice. I've mentioned before, there is a machlokas, how to understand an asmachta. Some him hold that it means the law is completely drabanan and they looked for a source in the Torah as a reminder for it. 
That's how the Rambam learns. And the Ritva learns that an Asmachda means the Chachamim found a hint in the Torah that God would be happy if we do this. God did not make it a mitzvah for us to use a rope of 50 amos, but there's a hint in the Torah that God will be very happy if we decide to use a rope of 50 amos. And that's how the Ritva understands an Asmachda, and that's a little easier to understand in the context of our Gemara, where the, where the Gemara is saying, how can you make an asmachta like this when you already darshaned something else? You already made a different asmachta. If you interpret that the words are there because Hashem wants us to darshan them, then it's a little easier to understand. Nevertheless, the Rambam doesn't learn like that. The Rambam holds is just a reminder for us that, that we found there because the halacha is completely drabana. The Gemara continues quoting the Mishnah, not more and not less. Not less than 50 amos because you end up getting more. If the rope is, let's say, 20 amos, it's lighter and you can stretch it to get, get more than 20 amos and you'll end up with more than 2,000 amos. Not more than 50 amos because then it will be heavy and it will sag and you'll end up getting, let's say the rope is 75 amos long, you'll get less than 75 amos, and the comb will come out less than 2,000 amos. I'm Rabbi Asi. Rabbi Asi said, The measurement should be done with a rope of apskima. My apskima, what is apskima? I'm Rabbi Abba Nargila. Rabbi Abba said, it's Nargila. My Nargila, what is Nargila? I'm Rabbi Yaakov, Dikla Dechad Navra. It's the fiber that grows around a palm tree, like a kind of vine that grows around a palm tree. Ika da Amri, there are those who say, my apskima, Rabbi Abba Amar Nergila, Rabbi Yaakov Amar Dikla Dechat Navra. According to this other version, Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Yaakov are arguing. Rabbi Abba says an apskima is a nargila, and we don't know what that is. And Rabbi Yaakov says an apskima is the vine that grows around the palm tree. Tanya Amar Rabbi Shoven Hananya, Rabbi Shoven Hananya says, there's nothing that's better for measuring than a metal chain. What can we do? The Torah says that in his hand was a rope of measurement. It's actually not Torah, it's in Zachariah. The Torah says that in his hand was a rope of measurement. He can't use a metal chain. But it says, Another Pasuk says in his hand was a measuring stick. So why don't we use a measuring stick? Our answer is that's for measuring the width of the gates of the Besamekdash. Tani Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef taught, There are three ropes that are found in Alacha, Shomigag. One is made out of Migag, which note on the side of the Mara says is a kind of gemi which modern Hebrew rubber, shal netzer. Another one is made out of netzer, Rashi says, either peeled a rubber wood or the fiber on the palm tree. And the third is shal pishtan. The third one is flax. Shal migad le para. The one of, of migad, of gemi, is used for the para duma because we don't want it to come in contact with something that's mekabal toma. So we use a material that's not makabal tuma, like rubber. It's non kaftua bechevel amagag. It says in Mishnah Parah, they tied it up with a rope of magag, 
and put it on top of the pile of water. So Mitzarim, the one of Mitzarim, which Rashi said is either a rubber wood or fiber from a palm tree, the Sota, that's for the Sota. It afterwards you bring the Egyptian rope and tie it above her breast. And the one of flax is used for measuring the tom. So, as Rashi points out, Rav Yosef argues with Rav Asim regarding what the rope is made out of. The Gemara continues quoting the Mishnah as he was measuring and he comes to a ravine or a canyon or a crater. When the fact that it says he returns to his measurement, that implies that if he cannot swallow it up, that is, it's more than 50 almost wide, he goes to a place where he can swallow it up. And then he looks opposite his measurement and goes back to the line that he was measuring. As we explained before, he walks perpendicular to the line he's measuring until a place where the ravine is less than 50 almost wide. He measures across it as far as he needs to until he can go perpendicular back to the line that he started on. Tanin alaha. We learned this in a, in a Tosefta. The Tanar of Anan, we learned as Rabbanan taught, if he was measuring and reached a ravine, if he can swallow it up in a rope of 50 amos, he swallows it up. If not, he goes to a place where he can swallow it up. And he swallows it up. It's so bad. And he looks and goes back to the line he was measuring in. If the ravine is curved, Rashi gives two explanations, but his preferred explanation is that it's curved, meaning that, as in picture 76 in the parish high, that the ravine curves around the city, so he cannot walk perpendicular to it to get to a place where he can measure across it, because he would have to be measuring in a different direction. So then... He pierces and goes up, he pierces and goes down, meaning he uses a four-arm rope to step up and down, as these guys in the background here are doing. One has a rope near his feet, and one has a rope near his chest, and so on. They're using a four-arm rope, because a 50-arm rope would not get across that rope. If he reaches a wall, we don't say pierce through the wall. You estimate it, and you go on. You estimate the thickness of the wall, and you go on. That's a kula in measuring the tchum. But we learned you swallow it up and go back to its measurement. Why are you saying you estimate it? It depends if it's easy to walk on. The slope is only a rise of ten fachim and a distance of four amos. So it's relatively easy to walk on, then you swallow it up. Here where we say just estimate it, we're talking about where it's a vertical wall, so nobody's going to walk on it, so you just estimate its thickness and you move on. I'm Rabbi Huda Shmuel. Rabbi Huda said that Shmuel said, That which we said that you measure across a crevice is when a plumb line doesn't go down opposite it. 
plumb line goes down opposite it, then you measure a nice measurement, meaning an accurate measurement. Picture 81 in a parish high. You see a guy standing at the top of a cliff. He's holding something in his hand, and there's a thicker part at the bottom. A bay is there. That's his plumb line. So he drops a plumb line down the cliff. If it would fall down, straight down vertically, or the displacement at the bottom would be less than four amos, as we'll see in the Gemara coming up, less than four amos from a vertical line, then you do not use the measuring techniques we've been talking about. Then you would actually have to go down to the bottom of the cliff and measure the bottom of the cliff. So if from Aleph to Gimel in the picture would be less than four amos, then, as in picture 82, you would measure the actual length of the floor of the cliff, rather than using any of the techniques that we talked about. How deep is a ravine allowed to be in order that you're still allowed to swallow it up? Rav Yosef Yosef says 2,000 amos, up to 2,000 amos. According to Rashi, this seems to be talking about the actual depth, as in picture 83, the actual depth is 2,000 amos. The Ritva learns that it means the total distance traveled if you would walk down the ravine, across the bottom of the ravine, and up the other side of the ravine is less than 2,000 amos. Hei Abaye, Abaye Asakasha on Rav Yosef, Brisa says, Amok Kuk, Rochav Nun, Mavliyol, if it's 100 amos deep and 50 amos wide, you swallow it up. in and if not, you do not swallow it up. Sounds like the maximum measurement of the maximum depth that you're allowed to have and still swallow it up is 100 amos. Rav Yosef said 2,000 amos. Our answer is Hudamar Kacherim. Rav Yosef holds like Acherim, Titania Acherim, Amrim, Afilu Amokapai, Verochav Non, Mavliyo. Even if it's 2,000 deep and 50 wide, you swallow it up. Ika da Amri, Amr Rav Yosef, Afilu Yeter Melpayim. Some say that Rav Yosef said even more than 2,000 amos. Kiman, Kama, who is that like? Not like the Tanakama, not like the Brisa that Abaye quoted, and not like Acherim, where it says, Hata Shein Chutamishkolot, you read Kinegdo. Hata, Hacha, Mechutamishkolot, you read Kinegdo. Where it says, it's not Akasha. The Brisa is talking about where the plumb line does not go straight down, and since you can walk on it some, we are more Machmir. And Rav Yosef is talking about where the Plumb line does go straight. When the plumb line does not go straight down, how far off the vertical does it go? And we still consider it to be straight down. Ravimi Dalit, Ravimi said four amos, and Rami Baryacheskel also said four amos, again going back to the Tur 81. Straight down would be the line marked by the Allah, not straight down, but less than four amos away from the Aleph would be the line marked by the Gimel, that is, at the bottom of the cliff, these two lines are less than four amos apart, and if the actual slope ends more than four amos away from the vertical line, that's called not going straight down. We said that if the slope is vertical or close to vertical, then you have to actually go down and measure the actual distance, presumably there's a way down on some other side. And you have to go down and measure the actual distance across the bottom of the ravine 
only if it's a more gentle slope, then we allow you to measure across it by using a rope of 50 yama. Mark continues, If you reach a mountain, you swallow it up and go back to your measurement. Rava said this is only talking about a mountain whose slope goes up 10 fachim in a distance of 4 amas. But if it goes up 10 fachim in a distance of 5 amos, it's a more gentle slope, you measure an actual measurement, because people will walk there. And so you measure the, the actual distance up and the actual distance down. Ravuna Breder of Natan learned Rava's teaching more leniently, that is, Amarava Rava said, Loshanu Ella Baharami Vaketasarmin of Hamesh. When did we say that you swallow it up if the slope is a rise of ten fachim in a distance of five amos? Well, Baharami Vaket Asarmin of Dalad, but if it's steeper and it goes up ten fachim in a distance of four amos, you just estimate it and go on. That's more lenient. You don't have to measure at all. You just estimate. As long as you don't go outside the form when you're measuring, my time, what's the reason? Because people who see you might say, the form reaches here. I saw the form measuring crew, and it reaches here, as we explained before. If you cannot swallow it up, so about that, we say you pierce the mountains. How do you pierce the mountain? You take a rope, and the lower one, the one downhill, holds it. By his chest, the higher one, one up the hill, holds it by his feet. Abaye said that we have a tradition that you only use this piercing method with a rope of four amas. Barahua said that this piercing method was only permitted for Tchum which is Drabanan, but when you're measuring the distance from a corpse to a city for purposes of Egla Rufa, and likewise when you're measuring the home of an Ir Miklat, which is Doraisa, you do not use this method, you actually use the measure the actual distance that a person would have to walk, whether it's uphill or downhill or level. We'll stop there. Have a good day.